Hello, I'm Casey. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to Macabre Minds, a true crime podcast. Yeah, but today, I mean, we're still going to do it, a regular podcast, but today there's um, something different happening. <laughs> yeah, so those of you that are on TikTok, I hope you've seen the trend. Emily, have you seen that trend? I've only ever seen I the one TikTok you sent me. It doesn't, oh, really? Like, those don't, like, come up on my For You page, and I didn't want to look any up when you said you wanted to do this, so. Good. Yeah, because they are all over my For You page right now. Um, So, this trend right now is modern-day things that we think would put a Victorian child into a coma. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh. Uh, who started this trend? I don't know. I don't it know. Quite, it's funny. It's so true, because, like... Like you hear about all these like old timey stories, and it's like just any little thing would, would I don't know. And then especially like the things that we have now would totally like of this little Victorian child would never survive. No, yeah. So if you guys get the trend, it's it's funny. Um, it's like hearted. It's not like we're gonna be saying like tuberculosis. (laughs) Yeah, like actual things that would kill you. The Black Plague. Um, but, yeah. All right. So we're going to go back and forth. And we're going to try our best not to laugh. That's usually oh. the challenge. Is, oh, really? Uh, no. I, I I'll want- probably laugh instantly, but we'll try. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, this is a podcast. So if we're not laughing, we're just going to sound very dry. So, yeah. <laughs> actually, we can't. We're can not laugh. TikTokers. So we're doing this TikTok trend on a podcast. Yes. <laughs> so we can laugh. It's okay. All right, Emily, you start. Oh, okay. Um, dresses with a high slit in them. <laughs> that's so true. That's Scandalous. every dress. Too scandalous. <laughs> I know. Listerine okay. strips. <laughs> <laughs> no, no such thing as dental hygiene. Um, cards against humanity. Oh, that's a good one. Smelling. of uh, Yankee candles out there. (laughs) Um, Playboy magazine. (laughs) Majority of Cardi B songs. Oh, that's mine. I said WAP. (laughs) Oh, you said WAP? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that'll get them. That's my next one. (laughs) All right. um, One sip of Red Bull. Yeah. I was going to say four loco because that would definitely put them in a coma. Um, but then I decided to go with Red Bull. One sip. All Just right. One. My last one. The movie slash book Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, That's so true. Um, okay. My last one is the Pharaoh ride that they have at amusement parks. That big boat that swings you. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely oh what a fun time that was fun yeah just so stupid such a random little i love it and i could like go on there's like so many things i know i was like the smell of a new car uh has been getting so annoyed with me because i'll just randomly like drop something and he goes what and i'm like that would definitely put a victorian child in a coma and he's like why are you just constantly thinking of this now it's been for like a week 
Like I've just been saying like it's random so things. Funny. <laughs> I love it. Oh good. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, everybody. Maybe we'll do it again. <laughs> or yeah. we'll do a little game. We'll see if people like it. Or if it's <laughs> dumb. They're like, why? <laughs> anyway, so this is part four, right? Yes, it is. And this is the last part. Yep. I am so curious to just get to the bottom of this. Yeah, finally. Um, yeah, this was a it was a long case. It definitely needed some time. Um, yeah. So might as well just start. Yep. Um. So, Erin and Denise are trying to move forward with their civil case against the Vallejo police, even though they are told by all of their attorneys. It is nearly impossible to sue the police um, because you, and I didn't know this, you cannot sue the police for doing a bad job. Like, it's impossible. You can't do that. Um, but because of the press conference that was, um, that they had, they can yeah. sue them for defamation. Wait, didn't I literally just say that? Or I not just say that. I said that like two episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so no. That's yes. The angle. Mm-hmm. Good. Because that literally is defamation. Yeah. That's slander. It Turning can't be like that. The public and everyone against you like that. Definitely. Yeah. Totally. Or just like, can. So if you can't do it against like all of the Vallejo police, would they be able to go after like one specific person for that? Um, I'm not sure. Like, possibly they could, like, um, but I don't know for sure. They never talked about doing that in the book, like, one person. Okay. Um, so, with that defense, though, um, Vallejo can argue that the press conference was free speech. So, that could be, like, a counter, you know, retort to, like, defamation um yeah but then that's all the time like then defamation wouldn't exist right like i know we have freedom of speech but there's also defamation because of the false speech yeah it's a it's a hazy line yeah that's the word (laughs) um uh so that same week that they decide to go forward with that um case they received this like real fakey apology letter from Vallejo um, that basically said, well, our statements might have seemed unnecessarily harsh, but they were based on all the info that we had at the time. So basically like a sorry, not sorry kind of thing. Um, wow, we're at 10 I had no already. info against them. Like, that's just bullshit. Yeah. So the FBI... At the same time that this civil uh, case is going on, they also have, like, Matthew Mueller's case going on. And the FBI are pretty sure he acted alone, and they decide to focus just on him, which made Denise and Aaron very upset because they have said countless times, and there is evidence, like, there were multiple people involved in this. So yeah. they want everyone to be held accountable. And- right. 
their agent, the FBI agent, uh, Agent Walter said, I'm 98% sure he acted alone. And Denise says, enough of this percentage stuff. If you think he really did it alone, prove it to me with evidence. You don't want to make a mistake because these people are dangerous and we don't want them to hurt anyone else. So she fired back at that. Good. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I'm 98% sure. I Okay, for one, what's the 2%? Right. Like, you shouldn't even be saying percentages. Like, if you're sure, you're sure. If you're not, you're not. Right. Like, it's so, that's, like, so unprofessional. That's not, that's not a police officer. Like, well, we're going to continue with this because I'm 98% sure. Yeah. No, get, like, unless you're 100% sure, then you need to do more investigating. Exactly. That is so annoying. And they were there like in their house they knew that multiple people were there with them yeah i mean he might have done like the rest of it kind of on his own because that was all she really saw of them Mm -hmm. but there's other people that were aware yeah and like basically it's just to save face really that they're focusing on him because he's their only suspect and their only lead so they're like oh it's it's just him so they can like close it and be done, you know. Like that's what it is. Why are they being like this? They are they're already on thin ice. If I were them, once I realized, oops, I made a mistake, I would be a little bit more careful and not be yeah. constantly trying to shut the ca- close the case. Like, let me try and fix this so that I don't look worse than I already do. But no, that's like their way was- of fixing it, I guess. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, So the FBI then gets a hold of the two tapes of Denise being raped, and Denise is relieved that there's solid evidence of this to prove, like, no, I wasn't making this up or anything. But she's also horrified about having to bring those tapes into court and, like, everyone seeing them. And, like, that's a traumatic experience, like, reliving it like that again. Yeah. Okay. Um, So... Did they just get it off of his, like, personal computer or something? I believe so, yeah. They, like, found it in his house or, like, among his belongings and things. Yeah, you'd think that if it was also blackmail against him, he wouldn't He wouldn't have possession of it. Mm, yeah. So that's kind of... Mm. That's questionable. On September 18th, Muller pleads to no contest to his break-in charges in Dublin, which is, if you remember, he was initially arrested for those other crimes, and then Misty found out they were connected to Denise and Aaron, and they had to finish the trial he was initially arrested for first before they could do any further. Oh, Um, okay. So that first thing he was arrested for, the break-ins, he pleads no contest, which essentially is a guilty plea without admitting wrongdoing. So, like, okay. I'm, you know, like, no contest. Like, I'm not going to argue your guilty plea, but I'm not going to admit I did anything either. That's what it is. Okay. Um, So his sentence is to be served concurrently with whatever charges he gets with Denise and Aaron's case as well, which they're not happy about because that means he, ser- he would be serving the sentences, like, at the same time instead of on top of each other. So it would mean, like, Oh, with you know, a not a longer sentence that he deserves. 
Right. With everything um, could be cut down. Like if he's currently serving one sentence, then like you want to put it on top of that. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Yes. Uh, and Mueller's defense attorney also wants to work on a plea deal with Aaron and Denise's uh, attorneys. They argue that 30 years is enough of a um, enough of a sentence for him for because sex crimes, the likelihood of it decline as you age. You're like less likely to do a sex crime when you're older, so he won't be a threat when he's released because he'll be older. And Denise and Aaron are kind of like, that's total BS. That is BS. And this isn't just a sex crime. Exactly. Yeah. I don't understand why they're like, "Mm, okay, but sex crime. It's like, okay, kidnapping, for one, holding Mm -hmm. me for 48 hours, kidnapping, threatening my life. I mean, even though it was a fake gun. Yeah. And then wanting ransom, wanting me to pay them money. Yeah. And this whole mental terrorizing that he did to Aaron and, like, all of that, too. Yeah. No. No. It's it's not just... Yeah, that is so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Assistant U.S. Attorney Siegel, Seagal, I'm not sure which one it is, and I didn't write down his first name. Oopsie. But... um. He tells them, I'm pretty sure Matthew Muller has committed other crimes, and I'll look into it. And Aaron and Denise are shocked that they haven't already looked into if he's done other crimes, which everyone knows he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also claims, he tells Aaron and Denise, I think this guy tricked you into thinking he has accomplices. I don't think he actually does. So they're just not happy with the way that their case is being put forward because they should be because it is the trial is going to happen but it's not exactly the consequences that they want because right you know all of this i mean you can't know because you weren't there yeah but also i guess it is fair to like think of that as a possibility like if they were like were they was he just messing with them because he blindfolded them pretty much right away mm-hmm. and he was always the one talking. Yeah. So it's like, could he have just manipulated them into thinking there was a whole group in there? I mean, I don't know. But that's the thing, is they can't be like 100% saying that to them if that, if uh, because what if that didn't happen? What if there were more people in there, you know? Yeah. And Aaron and and Denise, they're like, sure. Because even though they were blindfolded, they saw multiple pairs of, like, they can look down at the floor and saw multiple, like, pairs of feet, you know? And they heard other voices. So they know there was other people. Yeah. Okay. See, and that's so annoying. Like, if they're telling you that, then believe them. They're the victims. They've only been telling you the truth so far. Right. But people are ridiculous. Especially these people. On top of that, um, Mueller's plea deal would also allow him to not be charged at the state level, which means he would only face charges for kidnapping, not charges for Denise's rapes or anything to do with what he did to Aaron, um, which they're also not happy about. Obviously. Yeah, 
for obvious reasons, right? So Denise and Aaron want their attorneys to deny this plea um, so that he can be charged for all of the crimes that he committed against them, not just the kidnapping. Right. And then his Mueller's defense team also thinks maybe we should drop this insanity um, defense because they are unable to provide medical proof for the court that he's insane um, because he's not. Uh, But they do end up accepting a plea for the federal case that he not get more than 40 years. So, unfortunately, that is the max he can get with a with a federal um prosecution okay um right before the trial begins matthew mustard wins officer of the year in vallejo oh are you kidding me Mm -hmm. and agent dave sesma is promoted in the fbi for this wonderful work that they, quote unquote, wonderful work they did on this case. Wait, it's specifically for this case? Not exactly specifically, but like for all of the work during this year that they did, which is nothing, at least concerning this case, really. That's just unbelievable to me. My mind is blown. Yeah. So ridiculous. What is going on? They're horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Horrible. I can't imagine you winning an award after all this crap. You should be fired. Seriously. But okay. In, so on March 16th, 2017, the trial begins. Um, because there is that set um, plea that he will serve 30 to 40 years, Mueller's defense is going to argue for 30 years And the prosecution will argue for 40 years to try and get the highest sentence. Okay. Um, The federal federal crime cases use a point system based on the crimes committed and how they're carried out. And everything that he did, um, his crimes add up to 47, which, and anything above 43 should get a life sentencing. But because of the deal, he can't get a life sentence, even though his crimes, like, the with the point system add up to, you know, he should. You're so, kidding me. Yeah. I And I've never known this point system before. I've never heard of that before. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair, though. Yeah, I mean, like, basing it. So, yeah, I think that's, this is something we've wondered before, like, how sentencing is carried out. Like, do they vary it on, like, degree of, like, the crime and, like, what happened? And apparently, you know, they do, because there's a point system, at least for federal cases, not state. I see, I see. Yeah. So, every seat in the courtroom is full, and Matthew enters the courtroom, and it is the very first time that the Denise and Aaron really see him in person, like his face and his voice together, um, which is difficult. Chilling. Mm hmm. Um, Mueller's defense tries to argue that his points should be lowered. 
because he didn't use a real gun, just a painted Nerf gun. So he shouldn't get any points for like having a deadly weapon. But George Troy L. Nunley said that the reasonable appearance of a weapon with a deadly threat is enough for him to get the points. So the judge is on their side with that. That's true. Yeah. Because your intent was malicious. Yeah. Otherwise, like, if you're threatening to kill them and you're holding something that looks just like a gun up to them, like, that's so dumb to be like, "Mm, but it wasn't actually, so he doesn't deserve to be punished. Yeah. Stupid. Um, and then Aaron and Denise get to go up and say their victim impact statements, which I'm going to read from the book, so let me, I wrote down the page. Um, so Aaron goes first, and I'll just, I won't read the whole thing of both of theirs because it's quite long, but I, I like highlighted some parts. So this is from Aaron's um, talking about Matthew. He says, you like to feel that you are in power and the rules do not apply to you. That's what makes you so dangerous. You are smart enough to manipulate situations to get away with crimes, but you're not hum- humble enough to seek help. I hope you find some meaning in your life and that you use your intelligence and your law degree for some good. Maybe you can provide legal counsel for other inmates that cannot afford it. Um, I have personally seen the necessity of legal representation because I have experienced the unchecked power of the law. Um, And then he goes on some more. um, And then they are not checking for the boogeyman, meaning like... uh, younger young his like family relatives like younger relatives who were like now scared to go to bed at night because of what happened um and they're like looking under their beds and he said they're not checking for the boogeyman they're checking for you and so like saying how it's even affecting his little nieces and nephews because they're scared of him and scared someone's gonna break into their home now and stuff like that wow um and then towards the end of his statement he talks about denise and says um, Denise sacrificed her mind, her body, her spirit to save those she loves, to save me. Denise convinced the devil to let her free, only to be demonized by self-proclaimed saviors. Nevertheless, she is a woman of beauty and warmth and serving those in need. Denise, you are my favorite person and you are my hero. And then he finishes by telling Muller he should be held accountable for what he did and that society would be safer for him with for everyone behind bars so that's uh part of his victim statement i mean Uh, that that is that is just so interesting you know how many times he decided how to talk about the police yeah like he's almost attacking the police just as much as he's attacking and the investigation just as much as he's attacking um muller mm-hmm I mean, like, which rightfully so, but it just shows how how horrible this really was and how mismanaged this really was that, like, you're literally getting the chance to talk to Mueller. And this is only, like, like anything he says is really only going towards his verdict. It's not going towards anything with the police. Yeah. But this is one chance to speak publicly about it. Exactly. And he's taking a lot of the time to talk about to talk about the police so it just shows how wrong they were 
by doing that because it's like he's like oh yeah so like in this time your time in prison hopefully you'll be able to you know grow from it help other mm-hmm. inmates you should be punished like you're a bad person but also on top of that you know it's just kind of crazy that yeah there's so much on on there's the- so much to say mm-hmm. um so after he speaks denise gets up to speak her victim impact statement and she starts by looking directly at him and says matthew muller and he looks up at her and she says so the voice has a face it has a name now we meet face to face eye to eye i am denise huskins the woman behind the blindfold um so good for her starting off yeah yeah um she says hers i'm gonna read more of because it's like a lot but yeah. um, she said, I'm the woman you raped, drugged, tortured, and attempted to manipulate. Um, she reminds him of all the things he said to her during captivity, how he acknowledged Aaron and she didn't deserve this. Yet for two days, he continued to drug me, hold me captive, rape me, and force me to record proof of life, still hinting at all the ways I would be punished if I didn't comply. But you didn't kill me. So you're not all bad, right? I was trying to connect with this voice who was hardly human in hopes it would spare me from more torture, spare my body, spare my life. After sharing that, you still made the decision to rape me and not just violate my body, but forcing me to perform an act and have it recorded. You couldn't just take my physical body and let me be detached from it like I was in the first rape as you flopped me around the bed like a ragdoll. This second time you made me perform. Let's pretend that we are with other people, people we love to get us through it, as if this were happening to both of us. I saw right through you all of this, but knew I had to appease you. Um, and then she starts crying after that, and Aaron gets up and, like, puts his arms around her, and he, like, holds her um, as she continues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad they also, like, allowed him to do that, because a lot of times I feel like people would be like, you know, that's not alone. formal proceeding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for the rest of her statement, she turns and speaks to the judge and tells him um, she knew that Matthew knew what he was doing, that the crime was thoroughly planned, and he was well aware of the pain he was causing. And she talks about living with the guilt and shame of not speaking up when she was molested and that she's grateful to be alive but the toll on her life and on her body has been severe. Um, And then she talks about, um, she thanks God for her attorneys and for Aaron for like helping her through all of this, helping her through that nightmare. And she still can't make any sense of it, but she knows for a fact, Matthew Miller, Muller willingly thoughtfully participated in this hell we have survived. He had every opportunity in that 48 hours to do something different, but chose not to. He said he was remorseful and would never do it again. Yet two short months later, he still attacked another family. So we know he's a liar. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully for his own sake and soul, he can re- rehabilitate himself behind bars. But I have no doubt that this man should not walk free amongst the rest of, rest of us. Um, yeah. And then she says a little more, but that's the excerpt i have wow i mean yeah just 
comparing the two of them, you can really just see the difference in their experiences. I mean, obviously Aaron was dealing with the police more, so he's going to be more angry at the police. I mean, obviously what he did to his, what Mueller did to his girlfriend is hard, but then obviously she just focuses on Mueller's um, case and focuses Mm -hmm. on everything he did. She doesn't even bring up how mismanaged it was. Yeah. Um, she, yeah, this was the chance for both of them to really like speak of what happened to each of them. And they even had to ask if it was okay for Aaron to give a victim impact statement because, um, the technically the charges weren't against him or like, oh, like they weren't his charges. It was for the kidnapping. So they even had to ask if it was okay, but they, the judge allowed it. So good. I yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, like, I just feel so bad for Denise and everything yeah. she went through. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just like, and then even just like any victim having to read a victim impact statement, especially being right in front of this person being accused, is so hard. Mm-hmm. You just have to relive it. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, you have to say the words that hurt because Mm -hmm. that's what's going to get through to people. And you have to to describe it very rawly, if that's even a word, to, like, yeah, to get through to people. And when you're being, like, that honest about it, people will listen. But that's, like, trauma all over again. Yeah, it's horrible that you have to do that to, like, put that nail in the coffin, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the judge makes it very clear he wants a life sentence for um, for Matthew Muller, but because of this plea deal, he cannot. But Aaron and Denise feel appeased that at least, like, the judge really was on their side and he wanted a life sentence. But... Um, he gets that max 40-year sentence um, okay. for this. And the day after this hearing, Aaron and Denise's family all go together to a winery to kind of celebrate, you know, and just be together after all this. And mm-hmm. Aaron proposes in front of their friends and family. Wow. They're going to get married. Um, But Aaron and Denise are determined to still get Mueller state charges so that he can be charged for everything, not just the kidnapping. Okay. So they go to the DA to try and do something about it. And a month after meeting with the DA, um, he is charged with two counts of rape, robbery, burglary, kidnapping for ransom, and false imprisonment. Um, So that can move forward, finally. (laughs) But their civil case against Vallejo is going very, very slowly. Um, Vallejo only provides a few emails and four text messages from the entire investigation for the civil case. Wow. Um, But they finally catch a break when, in one of these meetings, the chief of police slips up and says he wasn't at the police station during the press conference that happened because he was at a retreat for Vallejo police officers only, which means since all the officers were at this retreat, 
when the press conference happened, like no one was even in the office. So they weren't working on this case and they had immediately just decided it was a hoax. Like there was no one even there to look into anything, but yet they had this press conference saying it was a hoax. So like that was a big deal that it was revealed. Nobody was even there to like work on it. Good. That day. Yeah. See, haha. Gotcha. Keep running your gotcha. mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their attorney asks the chief, did anyone say burn that bitch in regards to Denise in the office? And he immediately like pales and is like, no, no one said that. Um, but they had received an anonymous tip that asked Chief Bado who said burn that bitch. Um, and they believe it was Captain John Whitney who was the anonymous tipper because the captain, uh, John Whitney, he was fired from Vallejo after calling out the horrific misconduct and like saying something about it and standing up against it. And he was fired. So they believe he is the anonymous tipper. Wow. Saying, like, what was going on? That's so cool. They never, they never have proof that it was him though, but possibly. Um, so Judge Nunley, who was their judge last time, is the judge on their civil case. And he is again on their side saying there was obvious misconduct in Vallejo. Um, but Vallejo immediately appeals the ruling because they don't like that. And finally, they agree on a $2.5 million settlement between them instead of going to court. So wow. Aaron and Denise are paid $2.5 million from Vallejo police. Uh-huh. at least something you know right like i mean okay fine they're not they're like i feel like basically they're admitting fault without actually admitting fault yeah yeah pretty basically much. like oh, what were you what was it called contempt or something no contest that one no contest yes yeah um erin and denise finally get to meet detective misty karasu and they become really good friends, and to this day, they're, like, very, very good friends, and they invite her to their wedding as well. Um, four days before their wedding, they find out that Matthew Muller is going to be transferred to Solano County for a hearing on his state charges, and he has chosen to represent himself in court. No, that's always a bad idea. Yeah, it's always terrible. I don't know why they always want to do that. Um, and he says he will plead guilty if Aaron and Denise give half of their settlement to the Innocence Project, an organization that exonerates the wrongfully convicted. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. And Aaron and Denise are like, no, this is another ransom demand from you, basically, to incite pity out of us. We're not going to agree to that. No. (laughs) So manipulative again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Um, and then after they refuse that, of course, he changes his mind and says, you know what? I probably need an attorney. So he gets one. And, um, on Saturday, September 29th, 2018, Denise and Aaron get married and her lawyer, Doug, actually officiated their wedding because they had gotten very, very close over this. Isn't that sweet? Oh my gosh, all these people that were on their side, Misty, Doug. <laughs> yeah. 
um, in March, oops, sorry, February 2019, um, a judge rules that all charges against Matthew Mueller can move forward, but it would be some time before they would actually go to trial, so they have to wait. And in March 2019, Denise joins a roundtable discussion with five other kidnapping survivors, and it was hosted by Elizabeth Smart, um, sharing oh, their no experiences. Way. Yeah, you know Elizabeth. Wow. Smart, yeah. Yes. Her case is very, yeah. very well known. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and she feels um, like this purpose in her life after that, and she becomes a victim's advocate blending her work with physical therapy in the past to like help survivors. Um, so I think that's really, really cool that she found it, something from this. It really is know. so beautiful how yeah. victims um, or victims' families can turn something beautiful like that, like help others and create foundations and organizations. Yeah. And Aaron's mom, Marianne, also became a volunteer with her local rape crisis center. So she also found something to do with this too. Um, and March 25th, 2020, um, Aaron and Denise have a baby named Olivia Louise Quinn. And she was born oh. five years to the day of Denise being released from her kidnapping. Isn't no that crazy? That... That's God, you know? Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Her baby is born five years to the day um, of her being released. Yeah. That is insane. Mm-hmm. That and is now, nuts. now that day can be something happier, too, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, uh, so you said, what, March 25th? Yes. Um. That is... Remember March 13th, 2020 is when everything went on lockdown for COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder like, wow, that must have been hard too, just in itself, having a baby at that time. Yeah. Can you imagine right at the beginning of the pandemic and everything's closed down and you have an infant? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. It's like they don't, they don't deserve, (laughs) they've already been through enough. Yeah. It would be so stressful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the last thing, March 17th, 2022. So this year, earlier this year, mm-hmm. um, Matthew Muller finally pleads no contest to two counts of forcible rape, robbery, burglary, and false imprisonment. He gets... 31 years on top of his already 40 from the federal case. So finally, he gets a longer sentencing. There we go. Um, But to this day, no one else has ever been charged for this case. They have no leads whatsoever of who those other kidnappers were or why Jennifer Jones was the original target. They know nothing else about that. It's not being investigated. Um. With his charge, it basically is at a standstill. So, so, yeah. Yeah, I know. Now I'm, like, confused. So did this organization just stop kidnapping people? Like, I... I or... think so. Well, I mean, they could be doing things we don't know about. But in those emails, remember, they basically said, like, 
this case has disbarred us as a group. Like, now we're broken up. So, I don't know. Maybe that's true. Maybe yeah. it's not. But, yeah. yeah so, but they, they did contradict themselves a lot in those emails, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, there's, so, there's still mystery about if they were hired by somebody who did it, who hired them, why, and we'll might never know, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, Denise and Aaron happily have moved on as much as one can from this, and I wish them well. well Their book is really, really amazing. Obviously, it has tons and tons and tons of transcripts and all these things I couldn't fit in here, Um, but the book's called Victim F again and it's written by them and nicole why senny egan um so yeah i would look into that too wow that is i just i admire them both so much yeah i'm so happy for them that they found happiness together and they have a child a little baby a baby little two and a half year old now yeah Almost three years old. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That is just... So wait, did, did um, Mullen ever have a fiancé? Or was he just making that up? Um, He was not making that up. He did. Um, Don't know what happened to her, but... um, I ran for the hills. Yeah, probably. I would. Yeah. I'd be like, bye-bye. See you later. Um, yeah, he did have her. somebody in his life. Don't oh know her God. name or anything, but well, yeah, I hope she doesn't need to be out there. The bullet big time. Yes, <laughs> she did. Wow, just to, like, just imagine being on that side and like all of a sudden hearing about all this messed up stuff that your boyfriend's doing oh or your fiance. Yeah. Oh, that would be so scary too. Like, and, like what he's telling an innocent woman. Ugh. I don't want to do this either. Yeah. Sick freak. That's I hope he never gets probation. Parole. Whatever. Parole. Yeah, me too. I hope not. I hope he is in prison as long as possible. I hope he's in prison until he dies. <laughs> of old age. Of old age. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how old he is. I think he was like in his fifties when this happened. So, oh shoot, really? Forties, oh, forties, yeah. probably fifties, maybe. I don't Where's think it said how old he was in the book, but yeah. Wait, let me check. All right, well, Emily, thank you so much for doing all that research. Okay. Everyone, go okay. read Victim F. And um, on that note, I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you just heard Macabre Minds.